pregnancy is super demanding on your body. There's a fact out there that says that a woman's body changes more in nine months than a man's does in his entire life. Oh my gosh. We go through so much. Exercise can be a really key piece of your you know, support system in pregnancy and helping you offset these changes so that we're not getting the aches, the pains, the injuries that commonly come with pregnancy. Hello, it's Layla, your mom friend, welcoming you to this week's episode of the Learning to Mom podcast. Here, I give you the scoop on all things pregnancy and birth, and I ask experts all of your gazillion first-time mom questions, from inductions to pelvic floor to C-section recovery. Let's dive into this week's episode. Hi, Nicole. Thanks so much for joining the Learning to Mom podcast and being here today. Thanks so much for having me, Layla. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I know that I have so many questions for you. Um, Not only I think will first-time moms just benefit in general from all of the knowledge that you have to share, but a lot of these questions are questions I genuinely have. So I personally am super excited um, to get to ask you these questions. Great. Let's dive in. (laughs) Awesome. Well, before we do just that, um, do you mind just kind of sharing with the audience, like, um, what you do, I guess, so that people can get to know you. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Nicole. I am the founder of strong mama wellness. I have in a pretty extensive background in fitness. My degree was in exercise science and I've been in the fitness industry for about 10 years now. And what really sparked my interest and specialization in pre and postnatal fitness was my own journey with pregnancy. I had approached my first pregnancy, which was about three and a half years now when I was initially getting pregnant. Um, I had approached that thinking, you know, I want to have this healthy, active pregnancy. And I thought it would be easy given the fitness background and had been working out for years, but it was really tough. You know, I had experienced everything that we all do from the nausea, the fatigue, um, not knowing what was safe and just being overwhelmed with all the information out there. So yeah, that's kind of my story. And I then specialized in pre and postnatal fitness by getting certified in that and just fell in love with it. And really loved that it wasn't just exercising in a way that was safe for pregnancy. Of course, that is important too. But really looking at the body and what demands that we go through in pregnancy and postpartum and tailoring our efforts with exercise to meet and like offset those demands so we can feel our best. So it really shifted my entire perspective. And I I needed other moms to know this and to be supported in this. And that's a little bit about me. My first question should be a little like softball here, but why is it important to work out during pregnancy? Yeah, it's as I kind of had started with, you know, pregnancy is super demanding on your body. You know, it takes a toll on so many aspects of your physical body, your physiological body just changes. I think it's, there's a fact out there that says that a woman's body changes more in nine months than a man's does in his entire life. It's insane to to think about that, right? Like we go through so much from the weight gain to hormonal changes to cardiovascular system changes in your blood volume, all this stuff that sometimes we can't see, but all the stuff that we can see too, like 
you know, the added weight, of course, and your alignment changing because your center of gravity is shifting. So all of this, all is to say that exercise can be a really key piece of your, you know, support system in pregnancy and helping you offset these changes so that we're not getting the aches, the pains, the injuries that commonly come with pregnancy. Um, so you can feel more strong, more comfortable, prepare for birth, prepare for postpartum. So I really like to think of it holistically. It's really just setting you up for success and hopefully feeling your best, hopefully having an easier birth and postpartum experience. And it's just all about making that experience even better. No, that's awesome. And for our listeners, my mouth was like on the floor. Did you see my jaw there, Nicole? It was like on the floor. I had to like physically pick it up after you said that <laughs> yeah. women's bodies change during nine months more than men's their entire lifetime. I'm like still recovering from that fact. <laughs> Holy cow. Dang. Um, right. So s- speaking about, you know, exercising when you're pregnant, what would you advise exercise to look like? Uh, is it more strength-based? Is it cardio-based? Both? Does it depend on what trimester you're in? Yeah. So I like to do kind of a, a balanced approach. So it's not like one thing over another. And it's going to also depend on your pregnancy experience and how you're feeling. Like for okay. somebody that, you know, may have more risk or complications, they may be not lifting weights. But in general, for somebody that has no complications, healthy pregnancy cleared by their doctor, a really good balance of strength training, cardiovascular training, um, some mobility and flexibility, as well as core and pelvic floor work. So a really good balance of all those. And I wouldn't say it necessarily matters by trimester, but like the ratios at which you physically want to do some of those things may depend on the trimester because Mm. if you think about it in like your first trimester you are at your most like tired nauseous that's when all your symptoms are super starting (laughs) yeah yeah so you may be really wanting to veer more towards things like walking and stretching and not the intense stuff in second trimester you might get that wave of energy where you're feeling like you can add in more strength training again, you can, you know, amp it up a little with your cardio. Um, And then third trimester, you know, is iffy. And that could, again, things could change throughout the entire journey. And I wouldn't say there's a perfect formula, but a good balance of those four kind of pillars that I just listed are what I like to advise clients to do and other pregnant women um, to just make sure they're having a really balanced approach to their exercise routine. Okay. So those three pillars, it's strength, cardiovascular, and flexibility and mobility. And and a fourth, which is core and pelvic floor. Okay. Okay. So Mm -hmm. then question, what might be difficult to explain um, on a podcast, but I guess when I was pregnant, I was so nervous around like core strength that I didn't do really any ab exercises. You know, I, I was so nervous of getting, how do you say it? Diasa, diasis recti or whatever. You so, can say it a couple ways. Yeah. Okay. So what are good core exercises that are approved and safe? Yeah. So I like to say with core, like you still, it's still really helpful and necessary to 
have that. But we want to be working more of like our deep core versus the superficial abs. Like you think about your six pack abs, if you're doing like crunches or sit ups or planks, things like that, those aren't necessarily going to be the safest once you reach your second trimester and beyond. So what we would like to do is change the position a little bit. So if you're thinking of coming into more of like a tabletop position, like on hands and knees, for instance, back is nice and flat, doing something like a bird dog where you're extending opposite arm, opposite leg can be really good. And just different variations in that tabletop position or standing core exercises. There's, there's a lot you can do. You just kind of have to get creative and sync up your breathing with it. Um, so making sure you're exhaling on the hardest part of an exercise can really help to activate your core even more. And you can get a lot of core work in when you're strength training. Like if you're just doing a basic squat, for example, you exhale as you're coming up, that will work your core. So there's just a lot of different ways you can do it. And it is still very important. It's just veering away from what we view as like traditional core work. Um, in pregnancy, just to keep it safe, like you had mentioned for diastasis recti, we don't want to, you know, increase the risk of widening that separation. Could you maybe speak about that real fast or very quickly um, for women who may not be aware of what that is? Yeah. So diastasis recti, and I'm just going to call it DR from here on out because it is a tongue twister, but That is the, it refers to the abdominal separation that we get in pregnancy. And it is actually found in about 100% of women at some point in their third trimester. So we all have it. It's just how we recover from it. It is normal. It's natural. We need to have that separation there. You know, interesting, right? But within, you know, that first six weeks postpartum, we'll likely still have some DR, Past that, we want to assess, either assess ourselves or get assessed by our doctor or physical therapist to see if that gap is still there. Um, So that is definitely something to look out for on the recovery journey. But yes, it is a normal, natural part of of pregnancy where your abdominals separate. And yeah, it's, it's just important to look out for postpartum. That way you can make sure you're recovering correctly. Dang. Is it something that you actually need a test for. You can't just like, you can't just be like, Oh, this, is it a feeling, you know, will I say like, Oh, my abdominal muscles hurt. I must have this. So it would be more of a weakness versus a pain. Um, yeah. One really important thing to know, and this is, this goes for pregnancy too, but if you're doing an exercise, for instance, like a core exercise in pregnancy or in postpartum, and you see doming or coning, like your abs are kind of like peeking out, if, if that makes sense. It's hard without a visual, but doming and coning could be a sign of diastasis recti. So if you're postpartum exercising and you're doing like sit-ups or something and you're seeing your abs sort of like cone upward, then that's a sign that you either don't have good core management, pressure management in there, or DR is present. So certainly something to just be aware of that there is a self-check check, like that you can do at home. Um, and it's probably a little too much for me to explain on the podcast, but if anyone wants to DM me after this, awesome. you can absolutely do that. And I can point you in the right direction. But yeah, that's, okay. that's something you can, you have to feel for um, on your body. Okay. Well, that was a great rabbit trail. I appreciate you <laughs> going down that with me. Um, 
What would you tell someone who is having a tough pregnancy and just isn't able to stay as active as they wanted? Yeah, absolutely. I think that this can be common and can also be just a shock to the system, especially if you're somebody who values exercise, you, you know, you're really bummed that it's not turning out the way that you had hoped. And so I just want to say, like, try not to feel guilty. You're not lazy. And also, it can be really helpful to kind of zoom out a little bit and picture the year as a whole or picture the next couple of years as a whole. You know, is this time period in your life going to affect the rest of your life? Not necessarily, you know, so maybe it's a week or a month or a trimester or the entire pregnancy, you know, that you just have to cut back a little bit. I would try not to feel guilty about that. Just because there are so many benefits of exercising in pregnancy doesn't mean that you won't have a healthy pregnancy or a healthy baby. So I like to say, just focus on what you can control. And that might look a little more like a focus on nutrition, hydration, prioritizing rest and light movement. So focus on those other controllable factors and everything will be just fine. Um, now on that same line there, then what are some of the misconceptions that people may have about working out while pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. So many misconceptions and we, I think in the online space, it can become so crowded, whether it's social media or Pinterest, or even Mm. just like jargon from family, friends, whoever we might be talking to. But I can think of a few off the top of my head. The first one is that we shouldn't be lifting weights or strength training, or, you know, you sometimes hear like you shouldn't lift over a certain amount of weight. Like I've, I've been told don't lift over 25 pounds. Um, But that is not necessarily true. It certainly depends on your level of fitness, your ability to perform a movement with good form. Um, But strength training and lifting weights is super beneficial for joint support, stability, decreasing aches and pains. And I think it's funny because in my first pregnancy, that's something I was told to just keep everything super light. And In my second pregnancy, I had a toddler who weighs like 30-ish pounds. There's no way I could have made it through that pregnancy not lifting (gasps) him. So so that's that's a fun fact. But I would certainly, I think it depends on your fitness level and um, your ability to do it with good form. But again, it doesn't need to be kept below a certain weight limit. Another thing is that, another misconception is that it has to be super easy, like just walking, just yoga, which are super beneficial. I'm not downplaying those forms of exercise, but it's also beneficial and appropriate if you want to, to challenge yourself a little bit. Pregnancy is demanding. um, As we have talked about pregnancy and birth, and when we're able to you know, give ourselves a little bit of a healthy challenge in a very safe way. Of course, we're building that strength, we're building that endurance for the late stages of pregnancy for labor and delivery. And so it can be really helpful, again, if you want to, if you have the capacity to do that in a very safe way. Um, Another misconception that we sort of talked about, so I'll breeze over it quickly, but is, is that you need to stop working your core in pregnancy. And this 
you know, couldn't be further from the truth. Your core supports so much of your pelvis and your pelvis, of course, is just underneath your baby bump. And when we are gaining this additional weight and we have hormones at play in our body that are creating like instability. So I don't think I mentioned it yet on this podcast, but we have a new hormone present in our body in pregnancy. It's called relaxin. So this hormone is responsible for relaxing all of your muscles, your joints, and that creates a lot of instability. So your pelvis is becoming more unstable. And that's because it's helpful for when delivery comes around, right? You want your pelvis to be lax and ready for that baby to come. But when, you know, when you have this added weight pushing down on your pelvis, and that is already relaxed, you're gonna get a lot of aches and pains if your core isn't strong. So anyways, core strength is super, super helpful in making sure that you don't develop things like back pain, um, sciatica, pelvic pain, things like that. Okay. Hey, mom friend, quick question for you. Are you liking the learning to mom podcast? If you thought yes, then go ahead and click the follow slash subscribe button on your podcast player app. This way you never have to type in learning to mom in the search bar again. It'll automatically tell you when a new episode is released. Trust me, if you're not already experiencing pregnancy forgetfulness, you will. Let this be one less thing that you have to remember. If you're on Spotify, it's a little follow button. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, it's a subscribe button. Both apps show them on the homepage, like where you can scroll through all the Learning to Mom episodes. All right, now back to the episode with Nicole. Now back to misconception number two. I believe it was number two about... um, it doesn't have to just be like walking and yoga. If you are having a healthy pregnancy and you're not at risk, I guess, what would you say is the bare minimum? Mm, I wouldn't say there's a bare minimum per se that's like standard by any means. I can tell you kind of what the recommendations are. Awesome. What would that be? So, yeah. So, so the recommendations by ACOG are to exercise for 150 minutes a week. That's what the recommendation is for pregnancy. This would equal out to roughly 30 minutes, five times a week. Now for a lot of women, this is kind of a lofty goal, depending on where they're at in their pregnancy. I think I, I know that like early in my first trimester in both pregnancies, I mean, I was maybe doing like three days a week. So I don't want you to feel guilty if like you're not meeting that standard. That is just kind of like throughout pregnancy, that is what they generally recommend um, in terms of any type of movement. So I would say within that, you can choose what feels best for whatever phase you're in, um, not necessarily a bare minimum. Okay. That is, yeah. yeah, And that's great. First trimester, I mean, I was, I don't think I was doing anything. I was so exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same. It was very, very um, approachable exercise for me in, in those times, for sure. Now, a lot of times some advice that, you know, women will get is just um, to not do any exercises that you weren't previously doing or that your body is not used to doing. Like I was just getting into CrossFit when I got pregnant. And so I didn't continue that because I felt I didn't have that built up. But what if someone wasn't working out regularly prior to conceiving? What is safe for them to do? Is everything just 
kind of limited? Or what's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as long as they're cleared by their doctor to exercise, it it wouldn't be a time to start something new that is intense. So something like CrossFit, as you had said, or something like high intensity interval training okay. or starting a running routine. I wouldn't say to do those things if those are new, but if it's something like strength training and you can start with body weight or resistance bands and work up to heavier resistance, if that's something that you want to do, feels good to you that you can do, then that is okay. But the the key is just starting more of an entry level and progressing as you feel you can. Um, because I think strength training can be super approachable, especially if you're just doing like simple exercises or like more of the fundamentals like squats and um, just different things that, you know, are just more like daily life movements. Those okay. can be considered, you know, something entry level that you can do um, when you're just starting out. So yeah, it's, it's totally safe to start exercising in pregnancy as long as you're cleared by your doctor, no risks, um, just keep it more entry level and work your way up. Awesome. Now on the flip side of that, are there any workouts that are unsafe or that we just need to avoid, avoid them all together during pregnancy? Yeah. Yeah. So the obvious one is like any contact sports. I know that this <laughs> comes on like any PDF a doctor will probably give you like, don't do contact sports. Don't scuba dive. Um, and especially in that first trimester, you want to make sure we're not like overheating our body too much. Oh, so okay. avoiding so things no like hot yoga, hot, no hot yoga. Yeah. yeah. No hot yoga. Um, no, like sitting in a sauna. I know that's not right. exercise, but things like that. And, and even being aware if you live in a super hot climate, like if you're doing outdoor workouts, something to definitely be aware of, especially in that first trimester and keeping, keeping your core temperature, not super high. Um, another thing that would be unsafe would be advanced core work lying on your back. So mm-hmm. I know we've talked about core Is a that lot all throughout so- pregnancy. No. So past the first trimester, most okay. things, I'll just say most things are on the table in your first trimester. So you okay. can kind of work out as normal when you course, have the energy as your, <laughs> as your body allows. Yeah, exactly. As you can. And it's once you start getting like a visible baby bump, usually in the start of that first or second trimester is when most of your modifications are going to come into play and you're going to want to okay. change it up. So specifically for work, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. So even if you can still perform a sit up and you have a baby bump, or even if you still can perform like a full plank or a full push up, doesn't mean that you necessarily should just okay. because there's, you know, it increases your risk for diastasis when you are performing those, even if you're able to. So okay. definitely something to start avoiding from the second trimester on. Um, another one, this one's kind of obvious is anything lying on your belly. So even in that first trimester, at least towards the second half of that first trimester, we want to avoid anything where we're lying on our belly, um, like doing supermans or different things like that. And then the last thing I think that would be unsafe is just anything that causes that doming or coning effect in your abdomen. So that may pop up when you're doing a core exercise and that's your sign to take those out of your routine. 
that may pop up when you are like hinging over, let's say you're doing like a deadlift or a good morning or something like that. Um, those are just signs that, you know, you're, there's internal pressure in there pushing out on your, your core wall, on your abdominal wall. And if you see that doming, that's when you, you know, want to consider that exercise unsafe. Now, what about things? Yeah. Like deadlifts and things that require the bar to pass up, um, or even down, like by your, by your bump are all of that off limits just on the, you know, just for safety that the bar may bump the bump. (laughs) I love that bump the bump. Um, so I wouldn't say like barbell training is off the table. I, you know, I, and I've had clients who have done back squats and deadlifts and barbell rows and things like that. I would say anything like, I mean, people still, some people still do cleans and and things where you pass that bar from lower body to upper body. So it can be done. It depends on your comfort level. It's not something that I really did just because it didn't really have a direct like positive impact on training for pregnancy. It wasn't something that I really wanted to do, but um, it can be done if you're doing it with safe form. Um, Yeah, you don't want to have a lot of impact to that bump or any at all. So certainly something to be aware of. And if you're doing that with the that exercise of the barbell, let's say you're doing like upright rows, for instance, where, you know, your dumbbells are down and you're pulling them up under your chin, for example, um, or sorry, the barbell is down and you're passing it up. You might switch that to dumbbells just to, just so you can sort of avoid that bumping effect. So yeah, I would, I would take away anything that's, you know, bumping the bump, so to speak. I'll let you use that from now on. You can take that. I love that. <laughs> um, now, we did just kind of briefly speak about this um, a few moments ago, but curious to know, what are some of the warning signs that your body may give um, when you're pregnant that's telling you to like to stop, you've gone too far, slow down, we're having a hard time keeping up? Uh, I know that, you know, just a lot of women – are used to really pushing themselves and kind of um, ignoring the the warning signs that their body gives. But obviously during pregnancy, you have a whole nother life to account for. So what are some of those signs that this happens? I really got to, I got to stop or I got to sit down. I got to take it down a notch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There are a few. So the first one I can think of is if you are unable to talk or say, you know, a complete sentence. You can be like a little bit winded, but as long as you, you know, aren't like saying a word and then huffing and puffing, then you should be okay. You don't want to be to that point where you're barely able to get out a couple words at a time. So I would say that performing the talk test is really helpful. Like if you're still able to say a sentence or two, like it can be slightly broken up, but if you're still able to somewhat talk during a workout, that's a good sign that you're in a safe place. Um, Heart rate is actually unreliable in pregnancy. So if you wear like a watch or a fitness tracker or something like that, and you're gauging your intensity based on heart rate, um, your blood volume changes so much in pregnancy. So that's not necessarily a great tool to use. Um, So that's just something to keep in mind. Another warning sign would be dizziness. So if your workouts are causing you to feel dizzy, 
that could mean potentially that it's a, you, you're either working out too hard and or it could be a sign of low blood sugar um, just because the fetus is you know, using so much more energy, your workout uses energy. And so that might be a sign if you're noticing that recurring, that you might want to have a protein carb balanced snack before a workout, like maybe an apple and a cheese stick or something like that, um, just to make sure you have some readily available glucose ready to be used. So dizziness is another one. Um, Pelvic floor is another one to be aware of leaking or heaviness in your pelvic floor, like urine leaking, um, is a sign that there's just too much stress on your pelvic floor right now. So noting when those symptoms may pop up, um, maybe it's when you jump or run or who knows what it might be, but leaking or heaviness in your pelvic floor is another warning sign. Um, and then bleeding, of course. So, you know, we don't want to be Bleeding in pregnancy, definitely something that is a warning sign that you should stop exercising if that is something that happens. So if that happens, we should call our doctor ASAP. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So I know that this episode was mostly around working out during pregnancy, but I did want to touch on some, um, postpartum exercise as well. I know that you specialize in that as well. Um, so just wanted to chat about that for a few minutes here. Um, as some women may be ending nearing the end of their pregnancy and hoping to work out in just a few weeks. So my first question for you then, Nicole is when is it safe to return to exercise postpartum? Yeah. So it is safe within those first zero to six weeks. I know this is something that we're commonly told to wait until doctor's clearance. And that's absolutely true um, for anything that is involving resistance or you know increased intensity. But those first zero to six weeks can be a really great time to start on your core and pelvic floor recovery. And that includes even if you had a C-section um, that you have to recover your, your pelvic floor. So it's a really good time to just get in some gentle breathing and walking mobility, of course, as it feels good to you, like maybe not even within the first week or two, breathing is something you can do, you know, right after birth, if you want to, is just, you know, practicing some good 360 breathing, that's going to help you reconnect to your core, your pelvic floor. And that's really the goal. And that first sort of leg of postpartum is just getting that reconnection and sort of starting to build that foundation again. That way, when you are cleared to exercise at six weeks, eight weeks, whatever that looks like for you, and you're ready to get back into it, that you have a strong core foundation. And that makes it a lot safer when you do approach exercise again. Another question that I have for you curious if the warning signs. So when we return to exercise and postpartum, are those, are the warning signs that we've kind of gone too far? Are they the same as, um, when you're pregnant? Yeah. Yeah. They're they're pretty much the same for the most part. The only one that I would add, I, I think I said it somewhere in this episode, but the core is going to be a big focus. So if you're noticing coning or doming in your core and your abdomen, that is another warning sign that I would add specifically to postpartum just because our core muscles are super weak 
um, in yeah. when we're first getting back into it. Yeah. So my last question is how can people find you? Yeah. I'm so glad this was a great conversation and you can find me over on Instagram. My handle is strong mama wellness. And I also have a podcast, strong mama podcast. It's and then website is strong mama wellness co with the co.com in all of those places there's free content. So lots of podcast episodes, lots of, you know, social media posts. Um, and on the website, you can find more information on how I work one-on-one with clients, any pregnancy and postpartum programs that I have. Um, but yeah, I, I welcome you to come follow me on those platforms, you know, send me a DM on Instagram if you listen to this episode. And yeah, my DMs are always open if you have, you know, additional questions. But yeah, this was a really good conversation. I'm so thankful awesome. that you had me on. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your knowledge. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode all about fitness during pregnancy. With a brand new episode every single Monday morning, make sure you click the follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening to this on so you don't miss out on a single episode. Okay, I will see you next week.